Greetings and welcome to the Recombobulation Area. My name is Dan Schaefer. The City of Milwaukee is going to be having an election for mayor. In less than a month, on February 15th, we'll have a primary that could prove to be the most competitive mayoral primary in a generation. Before we all cast our votes, we're going to be talking to the candidates. There are seven people on the ballot and it's time for us to get into the issues. Joining us today is community activist Aisha Griffin. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's just let's jump right into it here. Uh, first question: Why are you running for mayor? Well, I'm running because I'm trying to effectuate change, change from the situation that we've been in, a dire situation for a long time under the um, reign of former mayor Tom Barrett, the discrimination, the lack of service, the failed, uh, repeated in a failed and ineffective uh, representation that we've had in the city. Mm -hmm. So. So one of the biggest issues facing the city right now, and, and one that I've written a lot about, is local control. Uh, the city of Milwaukee is not far away from being in a very difficult situation with its budget. Uh, that situation is very much tied to the state of Wisconsin, which has shrunk the city's portion of shared revenue and denied options for new revenue sources like a sales tax increase. Uh, what would be your big picture strategy for, for addressing this issue? Well, I have to look at the clarity of the legislation and to work with the state, you know, as it relates. Uh, because, in all honesty, a city is really nothing more than a creature of the state. So they have to go uh, glove in hand, you know, but the collaboration and um, the, the, the rights of the city and the responsibility of the state as it relates to the city, I will look in depth into and see how that will benefit the city as it relates to uh, local control, how far we can control things, and what we can do to kind of loosen the grip of the state. Uh -huh. Do you think Milwaukee should raise its sales tax? Not at all. I think we need to look at what we have going on now. I don't think anything that's not conducive to the needs of the people should be looked at unless it's something as far as um, the corporate tax, you know, um, because we've been relaxed so long on the corporate tax, that would be something I wouldn't have a problem looking into. Mm -hmm. But to penalize the people repeatedly, um, and it's like no tax, it's like taxation with no representation because you're still getting sales services or dwindling um, resources, you know, that I definitely would not look at raising the tax, the sales tax. I would look at other options as it relates. Okay. Uh, so another big issue facing the city is, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, hard, hard as it is to believe, we will soon be entering the third year of this pandemic uh, in America. How, will you, how, how would you evaluate the city's response these past two years, and what would be some of your priorities going forward? Well, as it relates to the city's response, I, I, I think that um, the, the former mayor, even the acting mayor, just not doing the job that needs to be done for the people. Uh, as it relates to the COVID-19 itself, you have to look at the constitutionality of trying to force vaccinations on people and mandates for masks, and that's not the issue. The issue should be reducing the uh, number of COVID-19 cases by uh, utilizing the resources that are, that, that are give, that's given to us um, on a city level. Uh, there is no emergency anymore as it relates to, um, when I say no emergency anymore, I mean uh, no order. You know, there's no uh, government order, 
something of that nature. And so I think that at this point, the government is using a COVID-19 excuse over and over to stop services that were in uh, place before COVID-19 even came about. But as it relates to COVID-19 itself, I'm definitely willing to look at uh, resources to help stop the spread of it, to educate the people how they can be best protected. But I'm definitely not for vaccine mandates and mass mandates to punishing city workers if they don't get vaccines because that oversteps the boundaries and the, the authority of the city. Uh-huh. So another, uh, you know, the pandemic isn't the only crisis the city has faced in recent years. Uh, Milwaukee, the city of Milwaukee declared racism to be a public health crisis in 2019. Uh, And this is a city that's often referred to as the nation's most segregated and continues to see some of the worst racial disparities in the country on economic inequality, on education, mass incarceration, on housing, the list goes on. Um, what would you like to see done as as mayor to address issues like segregation and, and racial disparities? And again, that's one of the reasons why I'm running because of mm-hmm. the, the, the uh, discrimination, discrimination in services and in uh, in uh, racial inequality. I will have a zero tolerance for, for discrimination, uh, equality across the board, regardless of race, gender, or economic status. That that's one thing that I will advocate. Um, prompt courteous service. I also have community compliance officers looking at where the government is telling people I would like to study that. Um, the ratio of uh, the denial of services, I would not allow that to happen under my um, administration. Uh, Milwaukee is one of the most segregated cities in the, in the nation, and I think that the sales services over and over in, in, in the targeted areas is by intent. You know, from the school system to the jails to the housing, it affects a, a, a greater dynamic of one group of people than the other. However, as a totality, we're all being affected by it. And I think one of the reasons Milwaukee is not a top-tier city is because of blatant racism. Had we not have racism and discrimination, if we work together in a unified manner, Milwaukee would be uh, phenomenal. Uh-huh. So last year, uh, in particular, the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests made a big impact on this city. Uh, How do you see that movement continuing to impact policies and conversations in Milwaukee going forward? Uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, wanting to say it's a Black Lives Matter thing. Mm -hmm. I think all lives matter, but at some point, some issues are black, some issues are white, some issues are Hispanic, some sense this is our age, and all depends on what uh, is going on at that situation. Um, if Black lives really matter, it shouldn't. It sh- we shouldn't wait till a Black life is killed, or only categorize uh, Black lives matter when a police do something. We should. We should say Black lives matter from the start of birth. White lives matter. Asian lives matter. Homeless lives matter. You know, life matters, period, you know. And I'm trying to bring forth equality, not division. And um, it's true that certain certain people, certain minorities, certain groups, even women, have issues that other groups do not have, you know. And I would look look at that uh, as a case-by-case basis, not a a broad generalization of everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, even with, um, just to go a little bit further, um, just like the homicides and the suicides. Homicides is the lowest amount of gun violence in the city, but suicides are 71% higher. Suicides are by the majority of our um, white males. And I think that's because of the stigma that's put on white males, just like the stigma that's put on black males, you know, um, the stigmatization of racism. You know, because of inequality, because of discrimination, you know, um, white men are often depicted as being racist when in reality, that's not always the case. You know, but I think that um, the suicide is because of the stigmatization that's put on people to like the homicides and, and, the, and, and the, uh, the, 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 the uh, crime rate because people are uh, profiled and different things of that nature, I think that we look at the homicide and suicide together, we'll see a lot that's in common on how to prevent both. Um, so I want I want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about the the mayor's role in economic development in the city. Uh, you know, you mentioned before you were critical of, of Mayor Barrett. He often used TIF districts, uh, tax incremental financing districts for big projects. Uh, you know, the city often uses grants for various projects around the city. Obviously, there's many different approaches we've seen over the years. But when you look at the big picture for development. Do you want the city to be more proactive about what's going to happen, or do you prefer prefer more of a hands-off approach, uh, letting businesses or developers make the decisions? No, no, that's not proactive because we have resources when we want the resources. I'm looking at development and redevelopment and collaboration with small businesses and businesses in general and people. You know, we definitely need to be hands-on. You know, that's why I said one of the most underrated things in the city is about services, because the services are there. They're just not being utilized. Uh-huh. So what's, uh, what's one development project in the city that would be uh, on the top of your to-do list? Well, I have a, a um, Aisha for the People plan. One of them is called Mentos, Major Economic Neighborhood Development Under Supervision, bringing the, the people literally to the table for long-term sustaining jobs and employment for um, the dollar houses, trying to get these boarded up homes and dollar houses back into the hands of the people, uh, financial literacy, um, also juvenile justice jams, where we try to bust the pipeline to prison by utilizing some of these uh, services and resources to give vouchers to children, to do things such as re, uh, re revamping the uh, driver's education program to stop some, to curb sort of, um, reckless driving. You know, so a number of different initiatives I have for the Aisha for the People plan that I would love to put in place if I'm given the opportunity to as mayor. Uh-huh. Okay, so so the uh, so the 2020 census results show that Milwaukee has not been growing from a population standpoint. Do you see that lack of growth as a problem? And, and what are some of the ways that you think the, sh- the city should uh, address that? I think it's because of the racism, the discrimination, the lack of jobs, the poor housing, the the, the failed leadership. People are leaving, you know. And I think to 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 um kind of circumvent that, we have to do better. You know, a wound doesn't heal from the outside in; it heals from the inside out. You know, and it, it starts with the government and putting the needs and, uh, and addressing the needs of the people first, and that's something that I look forward to doing. So, like I said, if I'm elected mayor. Uh-huh. 
So, you know, every policy should be, I'm sorry, every policy should have a goal of, with solutions and not just study. Mm -hmm. One of the areas where population did see growth over the last decade was in Hispanic and Asian communities. Uh, where do you see the mayor having a role on an issue like immigration? Well, it all depends on what we're saying, stating as it relates to immigration. Are we talking about giving them equal, equal opportunities, you know, just things of that nature? I'm definitely going to look into the laws and how we can afford to, or how we can apply the laws to afford people equality. You know, it's, we can't be uh, a person, judge, jury, and prosecutor. We don't know the, the dynamics and the reasons why. Um, immigrants come, leave, or come back, you know, as long as it's in a matter that's legal and in accordance with the law. I believe in opening the door and welcoming all the, all the citizens of Milwaukee and giving everyone equal opportunity. Uh -huh. Okay, so another issue I've written a lot about is transportation and infrastructure. Uh, I wrote a long series on the proposed expansion and widening of I-94. Uh, and in particular wrote a bit about the possibility of tearing down the stadium freeway highway 175 and converting it to a boulevard with the goal of kind of connecting some of those neighborhoods on the west side of the city uh, state officials did not rule that out as a possibility down the line so what are your thoughts on the future of the stadium freeway and kind of just the infrastructure in general on the west side of the city with the i-94 expansion well, I, I, I uh, advocate for that as well. You know, I think that was a good idea. It's just about bringing it to fruition, you know. Um, infrastructure is definitely a responsibility um, for the city, you know, as it relates to the design and construction operation and things of that nature. Um, again, looking at the resources and, and, and coming together and collaborating um, about the funding for the for the for the uh, for the infrastructure. Uh -huh. What what are your thoughts on the I ninety four expansion proposal? You know, more in a more broad sense. Oh, I don't have a problem with it at all. I think expanding I ninety four uh, will stop a lot of uh, different uh, traffic uh, traffic uh, accidents and number different things in nature. I, I don't have a problem with expansion at all. I, I would like to see uh, such expansions come into existence. Uh -huh. So something something else that's been coming up over and over again lately in Milwaukee is the issue of safe streets, you know, reckless driving, vehicle thefts. Uh, what would be your strategy to address these issues, and, and how would that differ from, you know, what some of the other candidates who are running for mayor have been talking about? Well, reckless driving is just not about uh, car theft. Drunk driving is reckless driving. Uh -huh. um, speeding is reckless driving. Uh, and also car theft, that definitely is reckless driving. We have to look at each category in, in, in itself as it relates to drunk driving. I would advocate ignition locks um, that correlate with breathalyzers and, and can lock the ignition at a certain point. As far as uh, car theft, a blade lock that only a um, owner knows the combination to. As it relates to car theft, a kill switches and apps that will lock a person in the car and, and go directly to the police. So each uh, situation will have its own unique way of um, having a solution. And I just stated with each 
so a new poll has has ranked public safety as the top issue in this race. Uh, Milwaukee has been experiencing significant increases in violent crime in recent years. Uh, and you know, after a, after a decline in the latter part of the 2010s, uh, the homicide rate uh, has gone up again with record high numbers in the past two years. But along with the new mayor, Milwaukee has a new police chief and several new members of the Fire and Police Commission. So with this new leadership in place, what can the city do differently to combat violent well, public, crime? Public safety is a function of the government, but public safety is to ensure the protection of cities, you know, of citizens uh, and their well-being, not just in violent crime, in crime overall. You know, and uh, so the public safety is the responsibility of the city, the county, and the state you know, in a, in a collaboration together. And I think it's to utilize the resources that we have to offer people hope, jobs, uh, counseling, um, even sensitivity training. And I think these things combined can uh, stop the runaway train before it gets that far. You know, um, I just think that crime now Question, one more question here on, uh, on the topic of education. Uh, mm-hmm. With the way government is structured in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, the mayor does not play as direct a role uh, as some other elected officials as, as pertains to education, but it is another issue that has been top of mind for many as of late, with many schools in the city having to go virtual again, teachers in schools constantly having to adjust. Uh, what do you think the, the mayor of Milwaukee should, wh- what type of role do you think the mayor of Milwaukee should have when it comes to education? Well, the mayor does have say so as a place charter schools, appointing people on the committee. Charter schools can be an example of how we can get education curriculum and students need right on track. And then we can correlate with the MPS because like Lena Taylor had pointed out, the city's own the building. We can require things if they want to utilize the buildings. Also the use of buildings for private schools, you know, um, also collaborating with uh, the county and the state because education is not 
belonging to one agency. They didn't put the power in the hands of one agency. And I also advocate for a mayor takeover, a mayor takeover of the city of uh, the MPS. And I think that would be a good idea to reduce some of the funding. You know, um, it, I think I just think that the mayor taking over the city, uh, excuse me, taking over the uh, MPS will be beneficial for the city as well as the students, you know, um, diversity and appointing people, having a direct look at what's going on. And even with the, the buildings, you know, I think the mayor does have a say-so because we can get the land laterals out of these um, old buildings that need help. A number of different things the mayor can do because the mayor wears a number of different hats. And so to collaborate and to join forces with other um, entities that relate to MPS is it, feasible. Uh -huh. All right, so last few questions here. I just have like a, a lightning round of, of more fun Milwaukee-specific questions. You ready? Yes. All right, uh, frozen custard, what's your favorite? Cops, Leons, or Gillies? Uh, cops. Cops, all right. Uh, Summerfest or State Fair? Summerfest. Uh, when you go to a Brewers game, what's your pick to win the sausage race? I've never been to a Brewers game in my life. I um, was at, in a in a movie with at the Brewers Stadium, but I've never been to a Brewers game. I've been to a number of Bucks games, but never a baseball game. Okay, okay, we'll skip that one then. Um, what is your what's your favorite park in the city? Uh, I say Kern Park, Kern. All right. Um, do you have a favorite local coffee place? No, I don't drink coffee. Don't drink coffee. Uh, do you have a favorite local beer? I don't drink beer. Never ever drunk beer in my life. All right, I'll, I'll skip those then here. Uh, what's your favorite place to see a concert in Milwaukee? I haven't been to a concert in a while, but I would say, uh, outdoors. You know, the jazz, uh, jazz in the park. I like jazz in the park. Jazz in the Park, very good. Uh, and you mentioned the Bucks before. Where were you when the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals this past summer? Um, trying to help others uh, dealing with my situations. I, I, I was able to see it, but I was trying to help other people. All right, very good. So uh, I wasn't able to actually be there, you know. Were you, were you able to celebrate with, uh, with those who you were with? Um... Oh, oh, definitely. You know, everybody cheered people on. So yeah, we we celebrated for sure. Okay, very good. Well, I always I'm a big Bucks fan myself, so I wanted to make sure to uh, end on a positive note. There It was such a great moment of of collective joy for the city. Uh, yes, I would love to see them win again. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to me. I know we we kind of got to a lot of different topics uh, over mm -hmm. the past half hour or so here. So. Uh, really appreciate your perspective and uh, and best of luck in these next few weeks before the primary. Thank you and thank you for having me. Have a good night. All right, you too. Thanks.